0: We have two main topics today. We're going to finish off talking about handles and whether the handles of hay are part of the actual grain or not as it relates to sechach. And then the next Mishnah is going to be talking about boards, large boards of wood, and whether they can be used, in what cases they can or cannot be used, as sechach. So I'm going to review the last points that we made. Uh, regarding the handles. The basic halacha is that grain, food, does become tameh when it gets wet, um, and generally not the leafy parts. Those cannot become tameh because they're not, they're not food. However, a yadot, something that is a handle, something that is used to hold the, the fruit, uh, does also uh, join together to become tameh. If one part becomes tameh, then the fruit, or and vice versa. Okay, so that's the general rule. And then we saw a couple of exceptions. Rabbi Abbas said one exception is uh, if you have uh, vines uh, that you um, harvested uh, at, for wine, wine press vines, those vines are not part of the grape because you'd rather they were not there. They're not helpful. You're not eating the grapes that you want to hold it and, and be able to eat it easily. Um, the vines uh, soak up the, the, the precious wine and so you don't want the vines there. Therefore, the vines do not join in and are not part of the grape. They be not, do not become tameh. That was his chidush. His Rabbi Menasheah says, um, when you're gonna use hay for sechach, you harvest it. To begin with, for sechach, that hay is not part of the grain because grain is non, non-kosher sechach. Grain is edible and cannot be used as sechach. And the hay is the good part of the sechach that is separate. And therefore, it's not part of it. However, Rabbi Abad disagreed there because he said, actually, you will benefit from the grain being part of the schach because the grain is heavy and it holds down the schach so it doesn't blow away so much. So that's the machloket between these two amoraim. And then the Gemara tried to match it up with a beraita, with two tanaim. They're also talking about the same case of hay um, and grain together that you use for sechach. And then the question is, well, if you have a lot of grain, more grain than the rest of it, that's no good because grain is not kosher sechach. So you need a majority of not. So the majority of not, Tanakhama says, it has to be more hay than the actual grains. Good. So, in other words, according to him, the hay, no part of the hay joins in with the grains. Um, all of the hay counts against the grain. And uh, so those, that matches up with Acherim, however, say, that, there has to be more hay than, than grain plus the handles of the grain. Uh, the part that's close to the grain that you'd use to ha- to hold it, to handle it, that joins in with the grain, so there has to be a lot more other hay uh, in order for that to be kosher, sechach, that you have more kosher than non-kosher. So you see, according to this, the handles are considered part of the grain, and that would fit with Rabbi Abba, who thinks, who disagrees here, and he thinks that also it becomes Tameh, uh, even though using it for sechach, the handles also become Tameh with the grain. Um, so that's uh, that's where we left it. It seems that they uh, can match up in this way. Now, um, we also said that the biaba matches with achirim. There's really no other way around that. But we wanted to try to save Rabbi Menasheh, and uh, so that he's not only following Tanakama, but that he should be following Achirim also. Is it possible to match him up with both? And we say yes, maybe. In fact, both Tanaim here agree that the uh, the handles are not part of the grain. And so, what case are they talking about? When a person, when he first harvested it, he had intended it to be for food. He says, we're going to cut this grain. I'm going to make bread out of it. And so because he's going to, he intends it for food, therefore, um, it's part of it. The grain and the handles are together. And that explains achirim. However, this person then changed his mind and says, you know what? I want to use it for sechach. So Aharim says, no, you intended it for food to begin with. So you're going to have to do something more than just change your mind. You're going to have to actually do something uh, and act in a way that shows that you want to um, use it for something else. Tanakhama seems to say that's sufficient to just change your mind, even though at first you had in mind for food. And as food, the handles would join with the grain. But once you change your mind and say, you know what, I want to use it for sechach, and in that case, you don't want the grain there. Um, uh, it's not very important. Uh, therefore, then it changes status, and the handles are no longer connected to the grain. And that way, the bimnascha actually could be uh, could agree with both tanakama and acherim. Uh, That is the point at which we left off. And so now we begin the Gemara. It's the very end of. Uh, yud gimel amud bet. So, uh, so, if in fact, when you first harvested, you had in mind, I'm going to use it for food. And since it's for food, that therefore the handles do join the grain. Well, in that case, what's the, what's the reason that Rabanan think that it doesn't join once I decide to use it for sechach? Uh, and maybe you'll say, according to Rabbanan, if I change my mind, it changes the status. At uh, First, I, I harvest it for food. So as food, the, hand, the grain has handles that are connected to it. When I change my mind for that changes the status. And now the grains are irrelevant and they're separate from the handles. So would that be the opinion of Rabbanan? That's a problem. Can someone just change the status by changing one's mind? Is that sufficient? We see in this case the following Mishnah from Masechet Kerim that is not sufficient. Any vessel uh, can become susceptible to Tum'ah through thought. In other words, I have a piece of leather and working on the leather, and then I I make it flat and I say, you know, I'm going to use this for a placemat on my table. And so then I decide that I'm finished with it. So that's it. Once I decide I'm done with it, it becomes susceptible to Tum'ah. Now, what if I change my mind and they say, you know what? I don't want to use it as a placement anymore. I want to take this piece of leather and make shoes out of it. Well, just changing my mind is not sufficient. I have to actually start working on it. I have to go and start cutting cutting it and uh, uh, repolishing it for as shoes. Once I do that, then it will lose its status as a vessel, no longer be susceptible to tuma until I finish making the shoes. Um, so therefore you see ma'shaba is enough to make it mach, to be, make it machamor, to make it a vessel and susceptible to, to tuma, but thought alone is not enough to undo it. This is the principle, ma'se mosi miyad maase u miyad An action can undo an action or a thought. But thought alone does not change the status that was established by action or even just by thought. And so therefore, since that is the principle, back to Rabbanan, just because uh, because when I I harvested the grain, I had in mind for food, its status is going to be food, and the handles will be connected to the grain, as long as, as, long as um, I don't do an action to change it, somehow separate it, then it will change. But by thought alone, it won't. And according to this, Rabbi Nan said, said, um, thought alone changes the status. So that is the question. Now here's, we're going to attempt a quick answer. Ah, oh, Look at this distinction between the two cases. Um, regarding a vessel, like that piece of leather, that's an important item. And so I decided I'm going to use this as a tabletop. And then I say, oh no, I'm going to use it as shoes. Since that's an important, a significant item, I have to do something new in order to change its status. But handles, The handle is not food. The handle is only helping me eat the food. So really the handle shouldn't be Tameh in the first place. It's only secondarily uh, susceptible to Tumah because it helps me uh, hold the food. So therefore, Yadot are less significant. And maybe you'll say, uh, for handles, it's enough just to have thought to undo another thought. So you're right, I I had in mind, I was going to use it for food. Then I changed my mind. It's not good enough for a vessel to change my mind. I have to do an action. But for a handle, that's not really Tameh in the first place, uh, but in and of itself, uh, maybe uh, maybe thought works. Okay, that's an interesting thought. Um, but we're going to reject that too from another um, Mishnah. So, so, I would think thought is enough to make it and remove it. This is from a Mishnah in Okasin that says, If I took grain uh, from the field, right, I cut it in the field, I bundled it up in the field, and then I bring it to the threshing floor. And uh, at the threshing threshing floor, I thresh it, right, meaning I step on it and separate the the, the kernels uh, from the, the rest of the chaff, the hay. So when I did that, it becomes tahor because now they're separated. I show that. I don't want the handles to be connected to the grain. Beforehand, I wanted it to be connected because in order to transfer the kernels from the field here, I need to bundle it up. And I can only bundle it up if it's connected to the hay. I can't carry all those separate kernels. So beforehand, I wanted, the, I wanted it. And now that I did some threshing, I did an action. And that undo, un, undoes it we'll see in a second why the said disagrees and says, even, even during the threshing, it still remains tameh. Okay, now this Mishnah, there's two opinions about it. We're actually going to see the source of these two opinions on the bottom of, this, of the Amud, but we're quoting it um, now, uh, we're assuming that we know it. So the machloket is about the definition of this word, besasan. besasan hitir igudan, Shapir. One opinion says, Besasan just means you take the, the, the bundle of hay and you uh, undo it, you open it up, you un- untie the, 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 the binding. In that case, I didn't change, I didn't do anything, I didn't yet thresh, I didn't yet separate the grain, I just untied it. By untying it, it's really only a change in machshava. I'm showing, you know what, I don't want to hold it together anymore, I don't need the handles to hold it anymore because I'm about to do threshing. So that's equivalent to thought. And according to this, thought can change a thought. And so according to that opinion, that would be, Rabbanan would be fine. But another opinion says, the word means I have to actually thresh it. I have to do an action. Beforehand, when I harvested it, I wanted the handles to be it to be there. So they're connected to the grain. And now only after I actually thresh it and separate them, that's when it becomes uh, it loses its status um, as handles and turns into and it becomes uh, not susceptible to tuma anymore. So according to that, I have to do an action to undo a thought even for 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 handles, not only for vessels. So then how will your answer how will you how will you answer that? And the final answer is that with tanakaman acherim was also talking about a case where uh, one did an action and changed it. Um, I I got the things from the field and I had in mind, I'm gonna eat them, I'm gonna use it for food. And then I say, you know what? I want to use it for sechach. And as sechach, I I smash it down, get rid of some of the grain. And uh, so I actually do an action, uh, in fact, to change its status. Okay, good. Now, ihachi, ma'ita amayode acherim. So Aharim say, right, if we remember, this was Aharim say that the handles remain part of the grain. Wait a second, if I did an action and I separated them, so then why does it remain part of connected according to Aharim? So the answer is Damur kid the be did not le Yosemet tame. So Ahirim can fit with it to in the Mishnah in in uh in Ocasin cuz he said tame. Now we're going to learn why he said tame in the first place. Haymai Bishla Mahatam tamad le Yose chazya the chader bishimon ben Lakish. tamad bishimon ben lekish ho el video yot lo fkhan be rated. The be um le follows this line of reasoning that even after I do the threshing, so let's review the case, I went and I, 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 I um harvested in the field. I bound it together, and I wanted the hay attached to the grain so that I can bind it together. It was useful as a handle. Now I bring it to the threshing floor and I have the animal step on it, and now it's separated. so doesn't that show that now I don't want the handles to be there, right, and it's separated? Yes, that's what Tanakama says, but a bee yose says. I still actually want the, uh, the hay to be there so I could turn it over with a pitchfork. Here's a, here's a pitchfork. And during the threshing process, you need to flip it over or mix it up uh, to, uh, to keep in the middle of the process. Now, if the grains are all, if the kernels are all separated, there's no way to mix them up. I kind of need the hay, even as they're basically detached, I still need the hay there to be able to flip it over so they're still helpful somewhat. Okay, good. So that explains the Biur says uh, opinion in the Mishnah in Okasin, but that doesn't explain why Achirim in uh, in this, but in our Beraita would still consider them connected. What use does it have? Um, he's not flipping. He's not threshing. He's not flipping them over. He's putting using them as sechach. So ella hachalamai And so it's suitable so that when you take down the sechach, so it'll be easy to to handle. Um, So remember, you know, you want, you have the sechach there, it has some grain in it, but it has mostly mostly hay. But even that grain could be helpful because it holds it down. And when you're uh, dismantling it, imagine dismantling all the kernels by themselves. No, you want it connected because it's easy to, uh, to dismantle. So it actually does have some benefit even even then. Okay, that is the conclusion. Um, uh, after we finished, we just go back and we mentioned this word, bisasan and two opinions. Now we're bringing the original source. We didn't name them before. So we say Gufa, So Gufa, Gufa usually takes, uh, we have a snippet before and now we bring the full source. Um, Usually Gufa applies to an MRA statement or even a Baraita. Uh, Very rarely does it apply to a Mishnah because a Mishnah usually you would go to the Mishnah, wherever it is, and that's that's where the main discussion will be. But this Mishnah is in Okasin. At the end of Tehorot, there is no Talmud, not Bavli, not Yerushalmi for Tehorot. So Rashi says here, that's why this is uh, anomalously uh, brings a Gufa for a Mishnah because this is this is there's nowhere else to put this. So we bring it here. This is the main discussion of it. Okay, so that's the Mishnah. Now we ask my Besasan, what does the word Besasan mean? It means actually threshing and starting to separate it. He just says, no, it just means uh, untying the binding, and that is sufficient. And once you untie the binding, already, the handles are considered no longer connected because you don't need them anymore in order to handle it when it's tied. So according to Rabbi Eliyaz, if you're just untying it, so then we understand why the Yose would disagree. He says you only untied it, you didn't do anything to the actual grain, you didn't change the status Right? So therefore, he would be That says, you brought it in from, and then you actually threshed, you actually separated the, 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 the chaff from the kernels. So why would you still say that the handles can become like they're still attached and still important. Um, uh, why would the Here's the original place where it says it, since you can overturn it, it's useful for, uh, for turning over with the pitchfork. so that's why it's still there. Um, that's why the bioset says uh, we still need the chaff even after threshing. Okay, now we have a little agada. Um, how come the prayer of Sedekim is called is like a is like a pitchfork, as it says in pasuk. So pasuk uses the word same root as pitchfork to mean prayer. What's the similarity between a pitchfork and prayer? So just like a pitchfork in a granary um, can move around uh, and flip over the grain, so too the prayers of righteous people can turn around, flip over the, uh, the, the decision of God from a midah, from an attribute of cruelty, to an attribute of mercy, uh, so that's the that that's the parallel. It's very interesting. Usually we have midat to midat rahamim, and we understand those two midot. Midat tadin is justice, right? Justice is fair, but we're asking God to go beyond and to be merciful. It's unusual to call it to call midat hadin um, midat achzariyut, as if uh, God is trying to be cruel, right? I mean, why why would you say that God is trying to be cruel? Um, uh, maybe, but it is it is parallel. Um, some some explain that you know what what midat tadin. What did Rivka do wrong that she deserved a judgment of uh, of of being barren? Wasn't it's not, not, not even midat Hadin. So that's why in uh, applying to uh Yitzhak and Rivka, her barrenness is, is uh, called midat Azariyut because it doesn't it's not it's not based on a judgment that was uh, uh, because of sin or anything like that. Anyway, that's a very interesting word there. And um, that's nice to end off that discussion with a beautiful agada. And now we get to the next Mishnah. Next Mishnah is talking about using boards of wood, large boards, uh, as sechach. Rabbi Yehuda says it's fine uh, to, use, uh, to use boards. Rabbi Meir Okay, so Rabbi is more lenient, Rabbi Meir is the stringent one. Um, then there's part two of the braita, the relationship between them, the two part A and part B is not so clear. The Gemara will discuss. aleha Okay, a standard board that was used for building, building homes in that time would be four tefachim. right? right, four tefachim, about one foot wide. Um, so if you use a four tefach board, keshera yishan means that the, the sukkah is kosher. But just don't sit, don't sleep under that. How come it says sleep and not eat? Uh, the answer is because eating, you can eat a snack outside the sukkah, but sleeping, you can't even sleep at all outside the sukkah. So um, so if it's four, let's see if we have a picture. That can help us here. Um, so this is the You have Nisarim, right? We're going to talk about how big are these Nisarim. I mean, the standard nesed. Uh, standard board is one foot. So can these all be one foot? Is it less than one foot? What exactly we're we talking about? But the point is that, you know, you don't need uh, just uh, bamboo poles. Uh, you can use things, something that's a little thicker. How thick? Um, even the nest is something that usually you'd put in a house. So the bi Uda says it's okay. And the bi-me'il says it's not good. And uh, the second part, you know, if you're sitting under, um, if it's uh, exactly four uh, for tefachim, um, you can't sit under it, but it doesn't make the sukkah pasul, right? So in other words, even over here, they picture it on the side as she says it. Even if it's in the middle, we're going to talk about this. Even if it's in the middle it's only four tefachim, or maybe a little less depending on the, mach- the machlok it coming up, yeah, it, will, it will be continuous. It won't be a, a separation. If it's more than four tefachim and in the middle, everyone would agree that you no longer have a sukkah because you have two walls, you have no sechach and two walls, and there's too big a separation. So that would not be good. But if it's a certain amount, three, four, then maybe you can't sit under it, but um, it will will not be, it will not ruin the sukkah. Okay, question? Yeah, I'm just curious. So does that imply that we can use two by fours as long as there's enough uh, sun coming in? Yes, two by fours would be, would be sufficient. It's only four, that's only one tefach, uh, uh, one and a little. So oh, two by cool. fours is okay. Um, yeah, and they're nice and heavy, so they won't blow away at least. Um, but yeah, and, but leave some space between, a little bit. Uh, okay, good, yeah, it's a good point. Um, probably people don't do it because it's, maybe it's too heavy. It's a little hard to, to handle. Maybe it doesn't look so pretty either. Um, okay, so that's the Mishnah, now, Gemara. We're going to have a machloket between Rav and Shemuel. Let me show you the outline first. Um, okay. We're going to have machloket Rav and Shemuel concerning the Mishnah. According to Rav, he's going to be the more lenient approach. And he's going to say that um, anything less than four tefachim is fine. Right? That's called a pole. Anything less than four tefachim. You can use it, put them all in a row. It's all good. I like that picture. Um, if it's four exactly, why, why are we obsessing with four exactly? Because that was a standard board. So if it's four exactly, then the buta says it's kosher. The bimeida says it is not kosher. You cannot sleep under it. Um, although exactly four, you can still put it there and uh, it, will, it won't, it won't uh, poseel the whole sukkah. Shemuel is going to be a little bit more stringent. And he's going to say less than three is totally kosher. From three to three point nine to just under four—that's where the controversy is. The Uda says it's kosher. The says it's pasul. And if it's four exactly, then don't sleep under it, but you can leave it there. Anything more than four is, def- is just is no good at all. Uh, so let's see this inside. Uh, it takes a couple of steps to, to, to get to this understanding. Amarah, the machloket between the bim'eir and the is when there is exactly four tefachim. The it le gezerat tikra. What's the problem with four? The bimir says it's a gezerah. If I let you use boards that are four and use the same thing in your house, then you're going to say, "What's the point of sitting in a sukkah? I'll just sit in my house. It's made out of the same thing." So therefore, it's no good. You see, the problem can't be that it's because basul because it grows from the ground and it's not mekabel tumah. Wood that's flat that doesn't hold anything is not is not a vessel. It's not mekabel tumah. So technically, it, it should be good sechach even if it's bigger. So that's why he said, explains it's a gezerah of a tikra that it looks like the same roofing material we use in our house. <speaking> in <Hebrew> doesn't worry about that you're going to confuse your sukkah with your house. And therefore he says, yes, it can be four tefachim big. And you can use that all right, right, the whole sukkah. <speaking in Hebrew> if it's less than four, everybody says, have a good day. You can use all of them. All of them can be 3.9. Okay. <speaking in Hebrew> So that's all I have. machloket." He says when there's less than four, that's what is there's a machloket. It's exactly four. Everyone says it's no good. They would all agree with the less than four, then it's okay. Now, So that was what Shemuel said. Now we're going to clarify Shemuel's opinion. You said less than four is a machloket. Wait a second, how much less than four? Even less than three tefachim? Hakanim If it's less than three, it's just a stick. It's just a pole, right? That's all of our sechach is something that's less than three. So then what else could you use? If you say less than three is a machloket, then um, then according to the Bime'id, you wouldn't be able to use anything for sechach. So the papa explains, papa hachi yesh bahen arba'a, pesula. Four. four. Uh, is no good, and anything above that for sure, no good. Pachot misheloshah, the brita kol Less than three is totally fine. That's a regular poll. My tama kanim be almaninu ki pelige misheloshad arba. The machloket between the bimaeir and the b'yuda is three between three until four, just before, just less than four. He says, since, it's not called a makom. Makom, for like, to make it a shoot, it has to be four by four. That's considered a place. Anything less than that is not a place. So there's no reason to make a gezera that's going to look like a house. Whereas, he says, three and less than three is lavud. So it's all considered nothing. So therefore, a pole that that's big is not taking up a lot of space. It's within the, the, the law of lavud. So, I mean, you don't need lavud because we, we need poles there, right? But the poles are not taking up space. Just like lavud, anything less than three uh, is not considered significant. But if it's more than three, then it's already a significant amount of space. And then we do use, we do apply the gezera that it looks going to look like roofing. And so that's the reasons for their machloket. Okay, good. So now that we understand the two opinions of Rav and Shemuel, we're going to see two challenges to Rav, then a support for Rav, and then a support for Shemuel. So let's see the first challenge to Rav. Tenan, The first challenge is from the Sefa of our Mishnah that says if you put a board, that's four Tefachim, uh, it's good, that's, uh, that's kosher, but just don't s- sleep under it, right? If you have it there in the middle of the sukkah somewhere, um, it, it connects the rest of the sukkah together, so the, the sukkah is kosher, but that spot is no good. Now, bishlamad the Shmuel, damad b'she'en by ad ba'a machloket, this all is understandable according to Shemuel, um, who was more machmir. And he said, when, if there's less than four, that's the pesula. But if there's four exactly. That's what the Sefa is talking about when there's four exactly. Everyone agrees. So why shouldn't you sleep under it? This, so the Sefa is going to everybody. This is pasul. Don't sleep under it. Good. So that all makes sense. Ela, he said, "If there's four, that's a machloket." According to him, even if it's four, it's still okay according to the biuda. So why shouldn't you sleep under it if it's four? The biuda says that that's okay. So the answer is Did you think the sefa was everyone's opinion? It was only the Bimeir's opinion. Uh, let me show you back in the Mishnah. Right, before, first, we brought the opinion of the then the Bimeir. And so Rav is saying that the continuation is a continuation of the Bimeir's words. He says, Nesarim are no good. And therefore, if it's for four, four Tefakim exactly, um, the Sukkah is Kasher, but you can't sleep under that itself. Whereas the bihuda, he said that it's totally fine. It's kosher sechach. And so the sefa is in fact the Me'ir's opinion according to Rav. Good. So he uh, solved that. He uh, answered that challenge. Okay. Next challenge to Rav. Tashema. Shene sadinim mitstarfin. Shene nesarin en mitstarfin. The Bimeir afnesarin af kisdinin. Okay. So if you have two sheets, um, that are less than four tefachim, they join together to make one big sheet. Uh, we have a picture here. There's the picture. Okay, so over here, this is a. These are sheets, right? So I have a, a sheet that's only two tefachim. That's okay. If I had only two tefachim in the middle of the sukkah, I say lavud. I can sit under it. It's okay. Um, but if I have a two a two tefach sheet and another two tefach sheet. So they join together as if they're one big, four tefach sheet or more, let's say it's three and three or two and a half and two and a half, right? They're joined together to make um, a section that's more than four and that would be four tefachim and then it would make the, the whole, the, first of all, you couldn't sit under it if it was four and if it was more than four, it would make the whole thing pasul. That's true for sheets and everyone agrees with that. The machloket, however, is regarding wooden planks. Do wooden planks, uh, if they're each uh, a certain size, we're going to have to talk about how, how big we're talking about. Um, do they join together? So Tanakama says two smaller planks, yes, they join together and make it considered a big plank, and that would be a problem. And Rebim Me'ir says, um, after af Nisarim, right, so Nisarim don't. Okay, so Tanakama says there's a distinction between uh, sheets and and wood, sheets do join together, wood doesn't join together, because wood, each one can, can be considered by itself, so we're assuming they're all uh, sufficient to be good sechach, so you can have many of them, but Abimeir says they do join together, so Abimeir once again is more machmir, and says he doesn't like planks. Um, okay, N- nobody likes planks, um, not, I could do one for 20 seconds, but um, not longer. All right, so that's to be made. Now Shimuel, that's the Brahtah. We're going to try to explain it according to each. This this braita makes sense according to Shimuel. So if you're talking about a case where let's say if two and two, so if they're sheets. Sheets are not are mekabel and two plus two is going to be four. Definitely, is not going to be good. Not according to anybody. Um, But if they're made out of wood, then it would make sense that this is a machloket, right? Uh, The Tanakama. Would follow the biuda and see. He, he would say, in case of planks, two and another two, it's not because it's fine. You can have, even if it's four, you can put them all together. And the Bi Meir would say, it's no good. He would say, two and two together, according to Rav, um, uh, who was more lenient. And he says, even if there was four there, according to the biuda, that would be okay. So what kind of case? How big is each are each of these wood, wooden planks? If they are in fact four each, um, then why do they have to be joined together? Even if they're uh, uh, four, even if each one is four hand breaths wide, um, it's each one by itself is going to make it pasul uh, according to the bimayir. So you don't, don't have to bother making saying that two together, even one by itself. If it's less than four, we said according to Rav, less than four is kosher according to everyone. So why would you say it's mistaref? I have a lot of uh, bamboo bamboo poles. They're not mistaref. So anything less than four. Is kosher sechach. So we don't understand this um according to Rav. Uh, so here's the answer. In fact, yes, we're talking about a case where uh, there are each 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 plank has four tefachim. And so according to uh the that would be okay. According to the meir, it would not be okay and even one by itself wouldn't be okay. But we're not talking about when it's in the middle, but rather when it's close to the wall. And you see we change arba'a to arba. arba um is t- referring to amot, that's uh, uh, nekeva. So we're talking about adjoining joining together to make four amot, and the picture will make this all clear. So we're talking about a case like this. So even according to the bime'ir, if I have a plank of four tefachim on, uh, on the side next to the wall, that's okay because I could say dofen akuma. And now, how long, how how far can I use Dauphin akuma? Four amot. That's the maximum. Any more than four amot, already I cannot apply Dauphin akuma. So here's what the baraita is saying. According to um, Rav, he can explain it this way: that these, all these that are four amot. None of them are good in and of themselves, and they do join together to make a dofin akuma, such that if you had any more than that, then it would be prohibited. The whole sukkah would not be good. It's too far away from the wall. And so that is the answer. Um, this answer that we just said, we have another version of it. This other version says basically the same thing. It's just in slightly different words. According to Shemuel, this that said, that, uh, is talking about the that two planks that join together. And since Shimuel said when there's no, when it's less than four, that's the machloket. But if there is four, everyone it says pasul. So, what case is it joining together? Uh, joining together when they're big planks for for tefakhim, and they're joining to on the on the side wall. In other words, the thing that we just left off with. Now that we know that, oh, we could use it for Shemuel too. Right? Shemuel can say that's that's what mistarfin means that they're mistaref to make a dofinakuma. So you could have four amot of it but not more. Amot So that explanation works according to Rav in the opinion of the Eir, mistaref to make for, um uh to make for Amot. Ela Rebiyudah, d'amad but see this is Rav, and Rav according to the Rebiyudah, this is the lenient of the lenient. In this opinion, four tefachim is kosher sechach. So you can make the whole sukkah out of four tefachim boards, and there would be no problem. So why would you even talk about such a case that is close to the wall or or taref mr taref to what? what what could possibly be the problem according to his that opinion these are just good just good i be you're right really it's it's totally fine and it's it's simple you don't, wouldn't have to say it but since tibme said they are mr taref said, and Mr. Fin, they don't join together. And yes, you can use them the whole thing, the whole way. And so really, Ribiuda wouldn't even have to talk about such a case. Um, but since Ribiuda wanted to say he's Machmir, so Ribiuda said, and Mr. Fin." Okay, good. So that's the, we finished the two challenges to um, Tarav. And now we're going to bring a support to Rav and a support for Shemuel. Tanya kevate de Rav, Tanya de Shemuel. Tanya de Rav. סכרה בנשרים you have cedar boards. It doesn't really matter what it's made of. It just happens to be cedar boards, and that are less than four tefakim. Everybody says it's fine. If there is exactly four, then the beast says no good. Biuda says it is good. That's exactly what Rav says. So good. Rav has a perfect baraita that supports him. Now we have a fun story it was a time of danger when there was persecution and we couldn't show that we were sitting in a sukkah so we didn't make the sukkah as we normally do. Instead, we took uh, boards that were for four and we put it on the on, on the porch um, so it looked like it was like a regular roof and so it wouldn't look like a sukkah and we sat there. So you see, the Biudah says, this supports me, that for tefachim, using boards, for tefachim all the way across, is kosher. We did that once. misham and shat Sakana That's your proof? That was a time of danger, it was emergency. So for emergency, okay, well, uh, we have to uh, cut corners a little. But normally, no, we would not follow that. There was not actually a kosher sukkah in a regular year. Okay, good. So we have a um, interesting story about danger and... Um, uh for of, of sitting in, 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 in sukkot from persecution. Okay, now Tanya Here's the support on the other side. If it's four to exactly, these boards, everyone agrees it's not good, right? This Faul Shemuel, who's more more, more stringent. And so if it's less than four, meaning more than three, between three and four. That's the Machloket. And the Bimeir would agree that if you had a case like this, that you have four Tefachim, um, here. But then, but you separate the four tefachims, and you put good kosher sechach in between. Then this sukkah is kosher. He would still say you can't sit under the four tefach boards, but let's see the middle here, that's fine, you can sit under it. So four tefachim is not kosher sechach, but um, it still holds together the kosher sechach, and it's not a big enough, any more than four, that would be big enough to make a total separation. Question? Yeah, so we're we keep talking about Fort tefachim because the average board used to be four tefachim back then, and the issue was gezerah. But does right. that mean, based on that opinion, that technically it could be I don't know, a six foot by six foot, whatever. It could be anything, really. No, b- bigger than that would definitely not be good. No, no, one considers that to be a to be a pole, a board, a, a you know, a, a pole it has to be has to be made out of poles, not not full building material. So four is exactly on the edge. No, but I mean, you said that the reason is because of Gezerah. Mm-hmm. So Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold by it anyway. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, well, he doesn't hold fine. by it for four. But if it was a, a you know a full full cement roof, uh, uh, you know a, a, cement, one one, one piece, to grow up then, on the ground. then it is a house, right? It's not you're not it's not sechach at all anymore. Okay. All right. Okay um o mote the biudash im natana lahasse shurhab arbaat faheem keshara the nabi the biud also agree that if you put uh, something that was for faheem that that's good um uh, so and you shouldn't sleep under it if you did sleep under it um, you did not fulfill your obligation. So uh, anyway, the, 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 this uh, supports Shemuel's opinion. Okay, now we're going to get to a last case for today. Here's a good picture. If you took a four- tefach, tefach board, but you made it upright, so that uh, the, the part that's actually you see from underneath is on the short side. Maybe it's only one tefach or te, two tefachim. And so would that be okay, right? Is the problem because it's flat or just because it's actually a board and just can't use this board as building material? Is that the problem or is it because it's covering too much? And in this case, it's not covering too much, so this is a really interesting test case, right? To see what, what exactly is the problem. Uh, and so, you know, if you if you do think it's a problem, then basically the, this building material looks like home building material, even if you put it upright and you have more space. So this is going to be a machloket. Rav Amar Pesula, Rav Chista of Bar Rav Amre Keshera, Rav Chista and Raba, the son of Rav So this is interesting machloket between father and son. The father, Rav said Pesula, Raba, his son, says Keshera. Okay, now you have to know the names because of the next story. Nachman One time Rav Nachman went to Surah where uh, Rav Chista and Raba were. Raba Rav were. Rav was Rosh Hashivan Surah. Rav Nachman was a great sage. If you remember, we had a story about these same people uh, beforehand where Rav Nachman, he was working for the Rish and he put the other uh, Rav Chista in a difficult situation by putting him in a, in a sukkah with uh, things hanging down. Okay, so uh, another story about them. All but here, there, everybody's nice to each other. All so when Ravnachman came to town, the other two sages who said they went to see Ravnachman. What if we put them on the side? This case, what do you think? What's your opinion, Rav Nachman? It's no good, you know why? Because it's like it's like metal beams, in other words, because it's so thick and strong it's already like a metal beam, and therefore it's no good. It can't be, it can't be so, so big. Um, so all along, he said Pesula. They've been arguing with this for a generation. And so he said, see, I told you so, right? See, Rav Nachman backed, up, backed me up, Ravuna says. So the other two rabbis, they say, Rav Huna, you, the master, did you give us a reason and we didn't accept your reason? You never were convincing. You didn't give us a good reason. You stated an opinion. So that's why we didn't uh, agree with you. However, Rav Nachman, he said, because it's like Shippudin. Oh, you're right. Now we understand the reason behind it. So that's why we agree with Rav Nachman and not you. Did you ever ask me a reason and I didn't tell you? You were not even interested in even asking me a reason. So you should have asked and I would have told you and then you would have been convinced. Okay, almost done here. So here's a long but it has three different cases. If a is too small that cannot hold most of your body and your head and your uh, table, it's no good, or if it has a hole in it that a goat can come through, uh, be it, that would be a case like this, where there's a hole on the bottom, and a goat can come through, that's not a good wall. And the last case is if you put a nesed, if you put a board that is four tefachim, even if it does not cover three tefachim. So somehow there's a case of a board that's four tefachim wide, but it doesn't cover uh, a part, enough of the srach the part of the part of the roof that it covers is only three tefachim. So how could you have a case if it's four tephakim wide that is only covering three? Isn't it talking about a case where it is sideways? And that's exactly our case. And here it says pistula, and that would support Rab Nachman and Rab Huna. So Hechidami, my love Isn't this talking about a case where it is uh, sideways? We say la hachabem meiskinan kegon de anacha apuma dim talalta de ayir talata legev veapek hadlebar bavale pesel hayosei mina suka kropesel hayosei mina suka nidon ka suka. We're actually talking about a case like this where the that we have a four tefach board that we put at the edge of the suka, an edge where there's no wall. And in this case, it's overhanging one tefach and three tefachim are on it. So here's a case where you have a four tefach board, even though we're only using three of it um, for for ourselves. And this is a case where we say that it is pasul because there's another rule that as sechach, that sticks out a little, is still considered part of the sechach, what this here calls pesel. Hayasimna sukkah is still called part of the sukkah. In other words, if this was like kosher sechach, and it sticks out a little, you can even use that, a little extension, even though there's no walls there. So since that is, is considered part of the Sah, so we do incorporate the full four tefachim, and because it's a full four tefachim, and that's too big, the whole thing is Pasul, so we would not apply lavud to the three Tefachim that are inside it. Um we do uh, uh we add to the, the the part. Anyway, it's talking about when it is it's in fact flat and not when it's upright, and therefore this bada is not a proof. Okay, finally, Allah is um uh, uh, is that any that anything is that's less than three of sechach basul is fine. That's called lavud. You can sit under it. You can put it there. That's good for all kinds of like uh, you know lights and and um, the bulbs and things like that. Um, is totally fine. However, if it's between three and four, then it joins the sechach together, um, and so the sukkah is okay. But you cannot sit under that section. If it's four or more, a whole of four. A bad sechach that's four or more, that will actually make a separation and make the whole sukkah pasul. So, whatever beams that you do have, you have to make sure that they are definitely less than four tefachim.